Yeah, y'all know me, y'all gonna have to talk back to me. You know, it's not just a black thing, it's a George thing. I want church. It's so good to be here amongst my family. I, I do count it a blessing. I, I really don't know, I talk to Matt all the time. I really don't think you know how special you are in the kingdom of God. I think because so many times uh, we've had a whole lot of uh, uprooting and people who come and gone, you just don't realize how special you are in the kingdom of God. And I've come to remind you that you are, that God is still with you, that there's still a plan for us as one church. Um, uh, ooh, I'm trying not to go too far, talk too long, because y'all know me. <laughs> but the other part is, is I do want to share with you as my family, because I do consider this my family. As y'all know, maybe some of y'all don't. In Zoom time, I tell you, you know, like I told Matt, I tried to leave this church about two times. I mean, officially, I went to Matt and Jamel when Jamel wasn't, was still here and I tried to leave. But God has something for me here. I'm still learning. God has called me to do other things, but I'm still learning here. I hope y'all feel the same. I hope you feel the excitement. I hope you feel the expectation, expectation, expectancy. There we go that you get as a mother birthing a child, that God has something for us that he has no, uh, nobody else can birth this baby but us, okay? And it's not just because we're black or we're white. It's because we have a ministry that God has called us to do, okay? So I've come to talk to you today and my testimony is about the will of God. And you know the famous verse, Romans 12, one and two. And my simple title of the sermon is, or sharing with you is a will to live. Okay, a will to live. How many know that God has a plan for your life? Amen. Let me see your hands. Do you know that? Amen. Even the kids, you should know. Thank you, baby. He has a plan for you, too. He really, really does. Even as a child, I knew that. I didn't know exactly what it was. Why? Because I fed in some of, into some of the words that were put inside of me. You know, George, you're special. I believe that. I believe that was special. George, you're a leader. George, George, God wants to do something in your life, right? So I challenge all you parents, because you want to talk about a step of faith, that's parenting. Huh. How many parents we got in here, mothers? What the biggest step of faith you've ever made? You have that baby and you don't know what it's gonna come out to be like. You have one, two, three, and none of them are alike. What a step of faith. You raised this one up to be in the church and it goes in the church. You raised the middle one, has nothing to do with church, hates God and everything to do with it. You raised this third one and he's into Buddhism, Muslim or whatever. That's how it works, right? But it's a step of faith and you love them regardless of where they go. That's their will. That's, their, that's God and his child. The same thing for you. God has a plan for you. God has expectation, expectancy. Let me get it right has expectancy for you. And I'm telling you, it's above some of the things that you are planned in your life. So it's above you just being a mother. It's above you just being a father. It's just above even your profession. Like I'm more than just being a nurse. Imagine that. I'm more than my degree. I'm more than my race. I'm more than my gender. Right, I have, like Matt reminded me, a citizenship in the kingdom of God that is my primary identity. Are we teaching that? Because I'm going to tell you, my beloved, I'm going to call you my beloved, because I really, I love y'all. I swear I do, seriously. 
I was black before I was Christian. That's a war that God had. I talked to Miss Diana. We talked about that because she didn't know what I meant. And some of y'all, I don't want to go into detail because I'm talking about the will of God. That wasn't in God's will. That was man's will implied on me, right, that I tried to make right with God's will. And the two intersected and said, God said, I won't have no part of it. I need more of you. Okay, that's the kind of thing that I want to talk to you about today. And you know me, I'm old. I like the uh, James, uh, King James Version of the Bible, just because that's what I was raised on. Uh, it's not any better. I study actually from about four or three, three or four other versions. But for this version of the Bible, it says, I beseech you, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Okay. So before you do the will of God, keep that part in mind. But this is the second part is where I really, really want to spend some time just real quickly. It says, and be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove. This is what the part that I get, because everybody stays in the first part. Conform, transform. Why? So that you may prove what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you're doing all these things that we talked about all these things. Because I know you talk. How many of y'all ever heard that verse? You're not supposed to conform but transform. Anybody ever heard of that? Been in church about two minutes and you know that. All these churches going around and say, oh, you're not of God because you're not doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to not conform, but transform. But what we're supposed to do that in trying to do that, <laughs> in trying to do that, because uh, I, I'm going to take it, y'all, just as my testimony, as I tried to conform and transform, it didn't happen overnight. Thank you, Dennis and Wendy. It takes a minute. Now, I know for some of y'all, y'all make up in y'all's minds. <laughs> it's just like losing weight. You know you're going to lose those 30 pounds and you wake up the next day and you lose 30 pounds. Is that the way it works? Right, 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 right. It's sort of like this, though, for me. One day I woke up, I had hair, and the next day I didn't. <laughs> That's how quick it happens, though, for real. So I'm, what I'm saying to you, that as you learn the will of God by conforming and transforming, please don't give up on God because it's hard to conform and transform. It really, really, really is. I know, and I think of uh, some of this beautiful times, it's graduation season. And happy Mother's Day, it's Mother's season. I, I like that, but it's graduation season. And one of the things that I struggle with as a graduate, or even going in school, is what is the will of God for my life? You know, what am I supposed to do with this life of mine? Well, Christians, uh, we all have that uh, kind of questions that go in our mind. But the beautiful thing about it is, is you don't have to know everything in detail to do the will of God. I, I, I swear these, uh, I love these ministers who get up before the body of God and they know it all. Oh, come on, you know them. <laughs> you know, they know it all. It scares me because I read the word of God and some of them know when Christ is coming back and it says even the son of man doesn't know. So I'm saying, whoo, you are a step above Jesus, ain't you? You kind of slid in there somewhere. I don't know how you got there, but you know everything. But I'm telling you, my beloved, seriously, be comfortable with not knowing everything. Yes. 
okay? It's okay. okay? But that's one of the things that may stumble us with the will of God. Because I'm going to tell you about knowing the will of God, one of the things that stumble us is the unknown. Why is it, did you ever ask yourself that question? Why is it that I'm so caught up in the unknown, the unknown part of the will of God, but I don't want to concentrate on the known? Because there's a lot known about the will of God that we really should be doing. Come on, you know those things. You know, love one another as yourself. You know, treat one another as yourself. You don't have to go there. Honor thy mother and father that thy days. You know some of this stuff. To take care of the poor. Why? Because they'll always be among us. We read in Exodus that they remind us that we should even treat foreigners different. Right? We're to take care of widows. All these, all these known things to do. So, my beloved, why do you let the unknown catch you up? You do. You let the will of God catch you up. Who am I supposed to marry? I know y'all never asked yourself that question. Am I supposed to have two babies or one baby? Is that the determination by my income or is that that from you, God? Is that what I hear from you? Right? Is this the person I'm supposed to be with the rest of my life? Am I supposed to do this job? Right? Because God, you know, I, I get kind of confused. Is this what I want to do? Is this... Those are the things that we let trip us up in God. When God is speaking to us, like, oh, why are you wasting your time there, my beloved? Live. That's what I need you to do is live. Unapologetically, boldly going forward in God, knowing that he will take care of everything. You and him are enough to do everything. Somebody say everything. Seriously, you, you're enough to do everything. I don't know what you're so afraid of. Why are you afraid of falling? You were not when you conceived that child. You knew you had everything you needed to be the mother and father you are today, right? All your income was together, right? You had enough money to raise that child, didn't you? Did you have enough health insurance to raise that child? Did he or she come with instructions from God telling you exactly what to do? And if you didn't, you're going to hell. Is that how God works? Don't you let Satan get caught up as you conform and transform. Let it start here. Right? Because we already have a heart to follow him, right? We do. We, that's why you're here. You're following not one church. You're following God. God wanted you here at this point to hear this. Yeah, it's that special. It's that personal. Yeah, it's that up in your face. Yeah, uh-huh. It's not about Matt. It's not about George. It ain't about jo uh, Jamel. It's about God. And whosoever he deems to grow in your spirit by words, you better accept that thing. All right? Let's look at that then. The will of God, because I won't spend too much time. Second firm, conform, transform. You do it. Don't stall. You do it. You walk in it. You live it, right? So then, after you try doing it, you can find out what is good. I like that. Say what is good. Now, you know that God has something good for you, because we always memorize, especially in black churches, but I know you do it in everywhere, the body of Christ. We speak of the goodness of God. Remember, God said in John that I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. 
Ain't that the we always use that like abundant living? Does that not sound like good living to you? That's God's intention that whatever he has for you is not oppression. It is good. It's not to rob you, but to make it good. Right. Too good. Uh, One of the things that I love studying about about Exodus and and I'm going to put this plug in there, Matt. We're studying the word of God. We ask that you join us. In fact, we're going to go in this journey as a church on, is it going to be on a Wednesday? We don't, huh? A Sunday afternoon. We ask you to, to join us. And, and, and listen, it's not to put anybody on the spot, really, because I need you to stand up and represent and to come out from among them and to be the God people that you are to be. Anybody see God misrepresented it today? You, do you see it? Okay. <clears throat> That's why I need you to be the godly person, because I need you to say, "Uh uh-uh, no, that's not God. But the how we know that is to learn God. How do we learn God? By studying the word of God. By studying the word of God, we learn his character. By learning his character, then we learn what is good. Wow, look at that path. Look at that path. But you got to study. You can't depend on Matt to tell you what God is specifically speaking to your life. And that's where I think we get caught up. It's because we're here generally spreading seeds to you and you want to take one sentence from it and rob God of your will because you take that one thing that he says and thinks that's all that I need. That's not it. Exodus 12 says that God is a God of war. If you read Exodus 12, you think God is just a God of war. Oh, I wish I had some responding people back in here like you. You know, like you'd be like, you know, come on. That's why I need you to study. That's why I need you to do his will so you will know what's good. So like he said, John, come that you give you life, life more abundantly. How many of you know Jeremiah 12 and 11? Here's the question. What is good and acceptable? God, it, it says it here that God has a plan for you, plans to Come on, we use that all the time. Not to fail. That's what God has. Then why are you afraid to do his will? Why are you afraid to walk through the fire? Why are you afraid of rejection? Why are you afraid of not getting promotion? Maybe it's not your time to get promotion. Why don't you have the same kind of faith that you had when you had that baby? Come on, that's an extreme amount of faith. Even if you don't have a baby, you got a puppy, you got something that you took on not knowing what it was gonna be like, but you stuck with it. You stuck with anybody married up in here. Was marriage like, was, was it like two years? Was it the same as 20 years? No. Well, some of that is praise God, ain't it? Praise God, we're, just no, we're not just attracted to each other. I mean, it's beautiful. Of course, we change. <laughs> so praise God, it's not just physical, right? But praise God, we don't give up on it. There's beauty in not throwing in the towel. Isn't it? I'm not married, but I bet you Martin and Susan know each other way better than they did when they first got married. You know what I mean? There's so many examples in here. And there's beauty in that, just like the friendships you hold on to. That's the will of God. 
sometimes just not giving up. Just recognizing that I'm in his will and this doesn't feel good like right now, but I'm learning. And praise be to God, he's still talking to me. I remember when he was silent. He was silent because I was not listening. He was silent because I was not tuning into the frequency that he was saying unto me. I did not want to hear that part. Yeah, I wanted to hear God as a God of war. I wanted to retaliate. I was angry. I was fearful. I felt that I, because I knew God, deserved better than this. <laughs> you need to do the will of God so you can get rid of that stinking thinking. That's just think that is not God. Ain't none of that. Who I, I just want you know it reminds me of songs, you know, the other whoever promised you a rose garden. I mean, really, who, who told you this? Did Jesus talk about that? You know, there's a commercial and everybody knows what Instagram is or, or Facebook is, right? And somebody, when they post stuff on your wall, you say, but did you see the two old, old ladies sitting there and they say, post it on their wall and they're posting yes. messages literally on their wall. And sometimes I feel like we're like that with God. God's telling us to do one thing. And he said, OK, yeah, we're going to do this. And that's, uh, God is saying, that's nothing. <laughs> it's not what I'm saying at all. I need you to just hang in there to see what I'm trying to do. Now, here's the one thing about the will of God <clears throat> that you learned that is good. There's the will of God for you, and then there's this whole will of God. The whole will of God is so that the kingdom will advance. I just want you to prepare you, my beloved, that those two may be opposing at times. Your personal gain may not gel with his will. Come on, there's some ugly stuff to doing his will. It, there's some not good stuff to filling his will. That's why he tells you to do it, you know. You get hit, turn another cheek kind of stuff. Forgive. 70 times 70. And some of us did this. We counted 70 times 70. It said, no, that's 49,000. You're on 39. <laughs> that's how we are. When Jesus had to finally say, no, that's not what I'm even saying, because that's how petty you are. That's the kind of people, human, 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 that hits all of us. That's how we think, that God is a recipe book, and that if I get, do blah, 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 that I get, mm -mm. that's not the will of God. But if you trust, like Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, that the plans I have for you are to prosper, and not think of just money, and not just think of position, and not just think of personal gain, but you think of him, then you will get what the will of God is for your life. He has so much more for us. But we are so busy letting, letting the enemy, Satan, keep us at the pettiness that we just don't see his will. We even let our beliefs and our sins separate us when we all have beef, beliefs and sins. Just not the will of God. So with not being before you too long, all I want you to do as you do the will of God, you will learn what is good. You will learn what is perfect. But 
here is your part. <clears throat> you will then learn what is acceptable. And that's your on you. That's going to be on you. Because just like anything else, my God is a gentleman. Now, don't get me wrong. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. It's just not time for that yet. All right? Now is a free will. While I freely, this is the beauty of it, accept his will. I don't reject it. I was having a conversation, and I, I, I know my daddy is watching, so he's going to kill me. <laughs> but we were having a theological conversation. And have you ever done that with God? Had a theological conversation? God, I know what you said, but you said this too. Well, God, I know, but you said this too, blah, blah. And then you realize that I'm not having an argument or a debate with my father anymore. I'm having a debate with God. And it's at this point I choose to accept or reject. That's where we are. That's your part in it, my beloved. I want you to do the will of God and live. Boldly run after it. Don't be afraid of the mistakes you made. The beautiful thing about the Bible is full of disciples, prophets, all these hierarchy people who just continually made mistake after mistake after mistake. But God didn't dwell on their mistakes. Don't you dwell on the mistakes. They're written there so you know, number one, not to make those same mistakes. But if you make the mistakes, there's a road to recovery. There's a road to reconciliation. And we are the reconcilers, my beloved. We are the ones helping the world to reconcile. So like Martin, who is one of my heroes, who realizes there's a bridge that needs to be from Muslim to Christianity. There's a bridge for somebody you know in your life, whether it's on your job, in your dorm, wherever, that you need to make between them and God. Not that they'll accept it, him, because you are not around to see <laughs> the glory sometimes. Right. But they'll see the will of God, the view of God, and then in turn, you'll learn whether it's acceptable. One of the, the hardest things, and I'm going to close here, is to accept the will of God is you're praying for something and you don't receive it. Right. There have been healings that I prayed for. You know, you get it. I love Christians. We work ourselves up. We get all the special people who we're in tune with God, and you know our, our God, our people of God. You, you surround them by this in this holy space, and you consecrate yourself before going in, and they do too. And you pray before the master. You make your petitions, just as the word of God says. Make your desires known before you, before him, and he'll grant those. But there's sometimes that he won't. There's just sometimes that he won't. Why? Because it just doesn't go with his... whole will. You know, there's certain things that God told me you're not, been, you're not to be healed from. But I'm no different than he tell Paul that you'll have this thorn in your flesh. That ain't going to stop you from doing nothing. Basically. In fact, it's going to draw you closer to me if you live and just do his will. That's what I need you to do. There are some people that we prayed over that passed, that didn't make it hard to deal with. There are some people that I even know who lost kids right. 
here recently. What, what a time to celebrate motherhood during this time. All I need you to know and is in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your depression, still continue to live knowing that God has a call and a plan for your life. Some of it doesn't feel good, my beloved. Some of it is confusing. I'm going to tell you. And it's hard. And you begin to question not only yourself, but yourself in God. Especially if you put yourself out there. You know, if I'm, I'm just going to follow you, God. But you're no different than anyone else in the Bible. What I need you to do is still follow God. Follow his will and be encouraged that his plans are better and bigger than any of our plans. I'm speaking to you personally, but also as one church. You look around you and I, I don't get caught up in what you see. God has a bigger plan for each and every one of us. I'm going to end right here because uh, I do want you to know uh, I don't want to get like other Christians and uh, start speaking on things that only God knows of. I, I, I don't have any special views into the future. But I do know God is with you. And that's enough. I know that anyone under the sound of my voice, whether they're child or adult, God has a plan for you. And he just wants you to live. Live with him. He'll get rid of the God. Sure, there's, there's Egypt in all of us. There's sin in all of us. He'll get rid of it. He'll filter it through. Some things you won't even know were there. I was concerned about this. You're not even concerned about this, but you're concerned about my heart. God, oh, thank you, God, for changing my heart. You know, you're not even concerned about the prayer for us. You changed my heart. You put a purpose in my life <clears throat> that's above a penny, above making a dollar, above position, above self-reward. So, my beloved, live in the will of God. Know that God, even with your questions, has a plan for you. All right. Be blessed. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Reverend.